three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everybody is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And like, subscribe, and follow us on all social media, but not in real life, because that is creepy. And this article today on the podcast of all podcasts is talking about the DACA once more and how the Biden administration plans to preserve it after the court ruling a few months ago. So remind me, what was the court ruling? Did we talk about that already? Right. So remember, there is a Texas court in Texas, of all places. <laughs> of all places. And they had ruled that the uh, that DACA was unconstitutional and could not continue. So That's if right. we remember anything about DACA, it was allowed, and then it wasn't allowed, and then it was allowed, and then it wasn't allowed. Like a lot of things. Right. And that went back and forth for at least the last four or five years. Yeah. And now DACA is officially off the tables, apparently, until today. Okay. So the Biden administration on Monday announced plans to create a rule that would create, recreate the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals policy after a Texas court found the Obama-era program unlawful and suspended the ability of DREAMers to apply for protections. The Department of Homeland Security announced the forthcoming rule could preserve and fortify the DACA program by seeking to address concerns over how it was implemented. The Biden-Harris administration continues to take action to protect DREAMers and recognize their contributions to this country, Homeland Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said in a statement. This notice of proposed rulemaking is an important step to achieve this goal. However, only Congress can provide permanent protection. Is that not funny? It's hysterical. For all those who follow our videos, we constantly hear the same line from everybody, from the Supreme Court multiple times, and now from Mayorkas are saying it is up to congress to act and isn't that basically what we end up saying in like half of our videos like do something and it's basically what they never ever do yeah so when it comes to the eviction moratorium when it comes to the apparently the daca program or to continuing unemployment benefits or the what is it the college tuition things there sorry actually Mm -hmm. qualified to put forth Right, but Un- they never do it. Un- unlike the other bill that they've put forth that they know is going to fail in the Senate. So, Oh, the abortion bill. Mm-hmm. It seems like they do not... It, it seems like they want to politic more than they do legislate. 100%. I support the inclusion of immigration reform in the reconciliation bill and urge Congress to act swiftly to provide DREAMers the legal status they need and deserve. And it's unfortunate because I highly doubt... That's going to happen, not only because Congress does not act, but also because they do not control the Senate. Yeah. So that's not going to get passed. A federal district judge in Texas ruled in July that the 2012 DACA program violated the Administration Administrative Procedures Act. The decision left intact the program's benefits for some 600,000 people otherwise unable to obtain legal status after being brought to the U.S. as children. But it blocked any future applications, leaving thousands of young immigrants in limbo. 
And if you think about it, it is a problem now because we have hundreds of thousands of kids coming across the border. Mm -hmm. So they would need that protection. Yeah. The Biden administration appealed the decision earlier this month. The fate of Dreamers has been in limbo for years. Former President Trump sought to terminate the DACA policy in 2017, but it remained hung up in the courts after it was ruled the administration did not properly move to do so. President Biden signed an executive order upon taking office to strengthen the program, but officials have acknowledged Congress must enact a permanent fix. Those efforts took a hit this month when the Senate's parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough ruled against Democrats' plan to provide 8 million green cards as part of the $3.5 trillion spending bill, Mm -hmm. dealing a significant blow to the party's immigration reform chances. Jennifer, once again, we have a scenario where two things should not be combined, (laughs) especially when they are supposedly incredibly important. I was sitting here thinking, like, didn't we... I mean, we skimmed that bill because, Mm -hmm. holy moly, it was long. What was it, 2,000 pages? 7,000 pages, wasn't it? Was that the 7,000 page one? Yeah, so, I mean, admittedly, we skimmed it. We didn't read every word. But Mm -hmm. also, we're not in Congress, so... Or in the Senate. Um, Yeah, that's one of those fun little things that we love to talk about where they were just like, just going to tuck that right here in the back and hope nobody notices. And it's absurd. You're less likely to get something through by sneaking it in. If you just come out and say it. Then coming out and say it. And honestly, from a legal standpoint, I'm not a lawyer. But I can't imagine that if you sneak something in and it gets passed and people don't know it's in there, that that has any legal standing whatsoever. It can't possibly. And that's why having a cap on the amount of pages that you can have these bills, number one, so there's less room to sneak things in. Mm -hmm. And number two, so people can actually read the whole freaking thing. Now, I mean, you can have, like, exceptions for the preamble and the, you know, because there's a certain amount of things that they have to put in, like, Mm -hmm. this will be you know, enacted immediately, blah, 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 blah. That can run, like, over those, that that amount of pages, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, the actual meat of your text should not be 7,000 pages. And it's not only a disservice to people in Congress, but it's also a disservice to average Americans. Yeah. So I was messaging someone the other day, and I, I was explaining to them that we're, we're for, um, oh, what is it, uh, preventing rider legislation mm-hmm. and, and limiting the length of bills. Because when you get down to party politics, usually people are arguing based on bullet points that are posted on social media. And sure, those things are in it, but it's not everything. And it's usually taken out of context. But people rely on that because they don't have time to read 7,000 pages. And then you hear of, like, one senator or one congressman coming out and saying, I'm not going to support this because, mm-hmm. you know, I was the one person who actually read the text and I found this crazy thing that you're trying to sneak in. Mm-hmm. And then they look like the bad guy because right. they're like, oh, you don't support not killing bunnies when really and truly what's in there is killing puppies. Mm-hmm. So that was very dark and i apologize for that but but it's true and it divides people because you cannot have a legitimate argument when you neither party knows what you're arguing about Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it really is and honestly if this thing is so important i i don't know why they would not separate the two i mean million green cards and then put the 3.5 trillion dollar spending everybody knows that like 
immigration and immigration reform is at the forefront of one of our problems and one of the things everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Again, just put up a bill. Just Seriously. It's not that hard. And I mean, it's not... You need a napkin. You could have a napkin that says, we want 8 million green cards because they already have policy in place to provide green cards. I was reading last night, and excuse me if I get this wrong, but I was reading the U.S. allows 675,000 immigrants per year. Mm-hmm. I, I think that applies to green cards because if you're an immigrant, you have to get your green card first and then you stay for five years mm-hmm. and then you can apply for citizenship status. Yes. Um, Obviously, they're trying to increase that to 8 million, but the policy is already in place for how everything needs to be executed. So you just go through the channels and the process to up it. Right. You just have to delete 675,000 and put in 8 million. And that, it may be more complicated than that. Obviously, Obviously. these are all our opinions Mm -hmm. and our limited knowledge on a lot of this stuff, but we like to learn, so. And I would like to make a point here. And I was thinking about this last night. So they want to provide 8 million green cards. But why why provide 8 million green cards to immigrants coming in? And not, why not provide those 8 million to the 10 million undocumented immigrants already here? Because I've talked about this in the past. I think you should legalize those people. I think you, you just say, okay, you have to come into the immigration center, wherever it is in your state or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll do a background track. We'll make sure you don't have any criminal activity and you're, you're, you're good to go here and you've been of some benefit to society, right? You're not just, you're working. You're not just laying around collecting, you know, government funding for or whatever. And then you say, okay, you're, you're good to go. Here's your green card. In five years, you get to apply for citizenship. And then they get a social security number. And then they start paying taxes back into the system. I think that's it's beneficial. I think that's perfectly legitimate because honestly, you're not going to be able to deport 10 million people. There's no possible way, and it'd be more expensive to deport them. But we don't know that this is saying 8 million green cards for new immigrants. I know. Or... I'm just I'm just spouting. Okay, okay. What I would do. I gotcha. If it was me. Um, but DACA, my thoughts on DACA. I think DACA is fine. I think we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. We have. I've said DACA is fine, but. But, but you need to, well, okay, so I've made the argument that you have to stop DACA. So I think DACA is fine. I don't think, I don't think it's the kids' faults that they were brought over here um, and their parents left them. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's their fault at all, and you can't punish them, and you certainly can't send them back because uh, if you've lived here for any number of years, you're, you're American, and you'll have no way to survive if you're sent back to whatever country you were born in. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no possible way. Um, because you're not part of that culture anymore. You grew up here. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think you have to end it. Because otherwise, you're just incentivizing people to, to continue bringing their kids, dropping them off, and then disappearing. And I don't think that's, that's ethical. Um, now, of course, we have the legal way to come in. If you want to talk about increasing that number, um, that, that's perfectly legitimate. But I don't think you should be incentivizing people to, to just drop off their kids. And yeah. I think that's what the DACA program does. Um, so I think maybe get rid of it and then increase the number of people you bring in. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. So at what point should they get rid of it? Like, should that be now? Should it now end? Or 
Honestly, I think so. I mean, with all the craziness at the border, I mean, specifically, you are seeing that kids and families are being brought into the U.S. I mean, they keep saying the border is closed, and sure, that that's a semantic argument. The border is closed so long as you do not have a kid with you and you're not part of a family. But we know that if you have a family and you have a kid, you're being brought into the U.S. Remember a few months ago, they were housing people in Hilton's, right? They, they spent like an absurd amount of money to, to rent out hotels to put migrants in. So from the Hilton to Guantanamo, okay. Right, right. Um, so I think I think you do just stop DACA. I think any kid that's here, you, you give them the chance to apply for DACA. I think that's perfectly good. Um, and then, but, but then you say no more at a, at a certain point. I don't know how you make that, I don't know how you define that. Yeah. Um, but you do want to end it because you don't want to incentivize more people when you already have so many people coming across the yeah. border. I mean, we read that article, 200,000 people every month. I mean, it, it, it's out of hand, and I think you do have to end some of these incentivizations to prevent people from coming. And I don't think that's wrong, because remember, it's a dangerous journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sounds good to me. But I'm totally for legalizing the, the people that are here. I think it increases your tax revenue. Yeah. I did some math the other day. Um, if you just gave everyone, if, if you used just a general $10 an hour, that puts them in the 12% tax bracket, and it gets you somewhere around like 80 to 100 million extra in tax revenue a year. Um, that includes income tax and PPE tax, um, which is your, your Medicare and your Social Security. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's perfectly fine. Plus, sense. they're here working already. Yeah. And we have, and the funny thing is, we have, back in July, they said that there's 10.1 million unopened jo- or um, unfilled jobs. And that's not to say that the immigrants here would then fill them because they're already working jobs. Um, but it definitely helps out with the economy. So I, I guess to that, I would say you can certainly, I guess that's a different argument. So what I mean there is all the people that are coming across, I don't see have a problem if you give all the people that are coming uh, visas mm-hmm. or green cards, right? I think the problem is you don't know who they are. And so if you were to give them a background check and you were to clear them to come into the U.S., I don't think there's any problem with that because we do have so many open jobs. Um, but I think the problem is when you just let them into the country and you don't give them that green card because then you're not getting the tax revenue. You don't know who they are. And that's not contributing to, to, you know, the tax system or any of those things we're trying to fund. Um, so I don't know. That's my stance. I like it. Yes. So you are for sneaking eight million green cards into a totally off the wall bill, is what you're saying? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and I think. You should also sneak in there that Jack and Jennifer get their own private yacht. I think that should be somewhere that close to the back, but not all the way. Not the back. all the way to the back, because you're gonna you're gonna see that, right. but like somewhere like three quarters of the way in. Mm-hmm. So, but you definitely need border security. So I always say you need you need the wall because you need people to be forced to go through the proper routes of entry, the safe routes of entry, and if that means in addition to opening more immigration centers in these Latin American countries, I'm all for it. Which we've talked about before, too. Right. So it's a combination of the the Trump policy and the Biden policy. The Trump policy is close the border. The Biden policy is reaching out to those foreign nations and helping them out and increasing the number of asylum centers. I don't think there's anything wrong with combining 
both ideas. And, and there's nothing wrong with bringing in workers because we need workers, like I said. Um, Clearly. But you want to make sure that you know who they are. They're safe. Um, they're going to benefit society in some way. And you give them a place to go. Right? You can't just release them into the to the desert. What is that desert in Nevada? I can't remember. Death Valley. You can't release them into Death Valley. Um, but you, you Literally called Death Valley. Right. You should have a, a, a method of getting them to the jobs that are they're open for that that skill that skill set. But cool. What are your thoughts on DACA? Um I mean really and truly I didn't know much about DACA mm-hmm. until I guess until it kind of blew up. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing um, because I didn't really pay attention to politics until two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's how most people have been. Yeah, it it is. Um, I guess I also didn't realize that it started in the Obama era. Mm -hmm. I thought this, like, when I finally heard about it, I was like, well, that's been around forever, right? So we can't cancel it. But Mm -hmm. then I I learned, I'm like, that's actually fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like, it's, it's fine. It's I think it's it's good because again the the kids it's not their fault Mm -hmm. they're here so but I see your point of it's got to end somewhere right the incentivization Mm -hmm. Um, weirdly I agree with you tonight so unlike the other night where we were like yeah that's fine and that's what we're trying to do here so let us know in the comment section down below if you're watching us on YouTube what do you think should happen with the DACA program? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Or do you think it's a mix like we've kind of agreed upon? It being good, but at some point it becomes something that's unsustainable. <laughs> so let us know and we'll see you in the next one. Bye guys. Bye.